You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. This is the final episode of the book by Brother Melvin Perkis called A Life of Jesus and this episode is called The Prince of Life, Ascension and is read to us by Brother Paul Creswell. The synopsis. Finally, the day came when the disciples were with their Lord for the last time. As he blessed them, he was taken up from them and a cloud received him out of their sight. Two thousand years later, we wait as the angel promised for his return. And we are assured, as the disciples were, by the parting words, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. This the final episode of this marvellous reading of the entire book and as we extend our warmest appreciation to Brother Paul Creswell for his reading, even so, come Lord Jesus. Jesus, a devotional study by Melva Perkis. Chapter 3 Ascension. In obedience to the command of their risen Lord, the apostles left to Jerusalem and journeyed north to Galilee. How long ago it was, or so it would seem to them since they had seen these green slopes alight with gloriously hued anemones, this beloved lake shining under the blue skies. How delightful to enjoy the warm embraces of their families, the hearty salutations of their friends, to gaze at their boats once again. The whole countryside was full of hallowed memories, the spot where that poor woman had been healed the little bay where he had taught the people from the boat. Over there, on that distant curve of the hill, the slopes where the five thousand had sat down to eat. And to make all these things truly blessed, the knowledge that their Lord was risen and was alive for evermore. How long they waited in this happy setting for the coming of their Lord, we do not know but it would probably not be many days before Peter had a great urge to feel the swell of the sea under his feet again. It was the most natural thing in the world for Peter, watching the evening shadows darken the distant shore, to say to his companions, I go a-fishing. Nor is it difficult to see the other six responding to his mood. Through the dark hours of the night they laboured, 
Peter thrilling at the response of the boat to his experienced hand, at the sight of the familiar fishing grounds indicated by the landmark silhouetted against the evening sky, at the sound of nets splashing into the inky waters. Yet it was a fruitless night, and when the dawn glowed from the eastern hills, there were no fish in the nets or in the boat. They were a hundred yards from the shore when they saw a figure on the beach, indistinct in the hazy light. A voice carried clearly over the water to them. Children, have you any meat? It was a casual question, and they had no suspicion. No, they called back. Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. Still they suspected nothing. They pulled in their nets, dragged them across the boat and dropped them over the other side. Immediately the sea was boiling with fish. John suddenly looked up from his work to stare intently across the water. This experience had touched a chord of memory. What he saw convinced him. It was no other. He called Peter over to him. It is the Lord. Peter's response was immediate. It can only be truly explained by those unrecorded moments when Jesus had appeared to him alone. It was the action of a man who was conscious of a blessed forgiveness. He could not wait for the clumsy boat to be manoeuvred to the shore, but flinging on his coat he divided into the sea and swam quickly in. The others made haste to land the catch, pulling the heavy laden net in with the dinghy. Peter ran up the beach towards the Lord and found him standing near a fire of coals. Did Peter remember the last brazier at which he had warmed himself? It was a thoughtful provision for cold and tired disciples, but it was also a challenge. They found that Jesus had food prepared for them but he asked them to bring the fish they had caught. They counted a hundred and fifty-three. Come and dine. So they gathered round him, each one of them knowing, none daring to ask. The incident teems with lessons. Toiling after their own inclinations was toiling in the darkness, toiling for nothing. But in the light of the morning, in the presence of their Lord and under his instructions, the nets were full. The Lord speaks sometimes in an unfamiliar voice. But when we obey, we recognize him because of the results of our labors. The meal that we eat he has prepared. Yet the results of our own toil are added to it though without his instructions and our obedience, those results would not have been possible. There was in the incident, too, a gentle reminder to the disciples that their fishing grounds must change once more. Not to the smiling waters of Galilee, but the towns and villages of Judea, and eventually all the world. Until that day when the net is full and the fish are counted, and the final feast is prepared. Peter has not yet fully atoned for his faithlessness, yet it is to prepare him for the future and not to punish for him for the past 
that this ordeal comes to him. Now he is in the presence of the Lord. The disciples are his witnesses. The brazier of coal burns at his side. He has still to reclaim his right to be the rock man. Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Do you love me with that love which I have shown to you? And is your love greater than the love of these other disciples? You, Peter, who so confidently cried, Though all men, Lord, yet not I. Ah, Peter is not the confident man he was a few short weeks ago. He cannot say, Yea, Lord. He cannot measure his love against that of his fellows. But he can with deep sincerity say, Thou knowest that I am thy friend. Feed my lambs. The ordeal was not over. Three times Jesus had warned him. Three times Peter had failed. And now three times Jesus renewed his commission. Simon, son of Janus, lovest thou me? Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I am thy friend. Tend my sheep. Simon, son of Jonas, art thou even my friend? Peter's heart was bursting with grief that Jesus should question even his friendship. In his distress he appealed to his Lord's own discernment of him. Here I stand, Lord, look right into my soul. You know all things, you know that I am your friend. Feed my sheep. It was a painful but revealing ordeal. Peter would never forget, nor would any of the six disciples who watched. We should not forget. Love for our Lord is the indispensable quality for service. With that qualification we feed the sheep, holding the hand of the feeble, strengthening the faint-hearted, rebuking the wayward, instructing the simple leading the flock over mountain and through desert, ever nearer to the sheepfold. Protestations, however vigorous, are not enough. The fire of coals is in our midst. Jesus turned again to Peter. Verily, verily I say unto thee, an affirmation used in a terrible setting the last time it was addressed to him. When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. So Jesus showed Peter the end of his pilgrimage. From the natural point of view it was a sad picture, but to Peter it was a glorious one. It showed him faithful to the end, following his Lord even to the bitterness of the cross itself. Because we know Peter, we know that looking steadfastly at that picture, he was content. He looked at John, the disciple Jesus loved. What shall this man do?
Gently, Jesus showed him that his vocation was to follow obediently, not to speculate upon the road another pilgrim takes. John had a work still to do after Peter had glorified God in his death. And it was not until that work was faithfully done that he followed Peter, resting in hope of the glorious day when his Lord shall return to consummate his Father's purpose. On a mountain in Galilee, Jesus appeared again to the eleven. On another occasion, Paul tells us that more than five hundred met him. He commissioned the twelve to go forth in his name, teaching all nations and baptizing those who believed. Though they would not see him, he would be with them in their labours. Lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. Finally, the day came when they saw their Lord for the last time. He led them out as he had so often done to the Mount of Olives. They climbed over the brow of the hill until the city was lost to view and Bethany lay before them across the valley. He commanded them to wait in Jerusalem until they should be endued with power from on high. He lifted up his hands and blessed them. And as he blessed them, he was taken up from them until a cloud received him from their sight. They watched, fascinated, his words of blessing still in their ears, and then too stood by them in glistening garments. Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. They had learned their lesson. They knew that, although the heavens had received him, he was with them still. With great joy in their hearts, they returned to Jerusalem to offer their lives in his service. Two thousand years later we find ourselves in their place, the disciples of Jesus. Loving the Lord they loved, serving the Lord they served. The world has changed strangely since their time, but the gospel has not changed, nor has the commission. Where they failed, we find ourselves slipping. In the fountain of their strength, we find the source of ours. The words of love that sustained and comforted them bring us peace and joy. As throughout their troubled lives they look beyond to the final glory, so we echo their words, even so come Lord Jesus. And while we work and watch and pray, we hear as they did the words of our Lord, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world.
Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt f at cdvideo.org. If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.